A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And it's tip-top Tottenham Hotspur. The boys are through to the next round of the FA Cup. Well done, lads. <clears throat> I was talking to Phil... Friend of the show, Phil. Regular on the show, Phil. And his, uh, he is autocorrect. <laughs> Corrected FA Cup to Dark Up. And we said, yeah, it genuinely is. It's the Dark Up. But nonetheless, it'd be nice to see Tottenham win it, wouldn't it? You know? I know it's like the Champions League or the Premier League, but it's way, way, way bigger. Like, I think way, way bigger than the uh, League Cup, Carabao Cup, whatever sponsorship it is. This this year, Domino's Pizza Trophy. Um, Miles, Miles better, Miles bigger. Would love to win it. Would absolutely love to win it. And I I, I do feel like we should have won it really over the past few years. It's, it's the one where I'm like, Right, Premier League or Champions League are obviously a very nice to have. FA Cup, you would think as well within our reach, considering we've seen in the past few years Wigan win it and uh, Portsmouth and Arsenal. So, you know, any old shit house team can win it. Unfortunately, just not this shit house team. But <clears throat> we did the job through to the next round. No banana skins, no magic of the FA Cup today. Just the mean old big Premier League team taking down the plucky little cowbell banging nonces, Pompey. It was a weird throwback fixture, that, wasn't it? Tottenham against Portsmouth. Like, it's it's just one of those, like, Premier League fixtures that you expect to see. When are we going to, when are we going to play Portsmouth? When are we going to probably lose? I, I, I like to think... Well, I don't like to think. I, I seem to recall that they've got a bit of a hoodoo over us. Obviously, the FA Cup, um, that was a particularly miserable day. But I do feel like they have, they always had a bit of a hoodoo over us. Always used to kind of just get the better of us, especially there. Um, I think they did it at White Hart Lane a couple of times. I can't remember exactly, but it, I, I just always remember Portsmouth not being a particularly pleasant fixture. Um I've seen a few people, as people do, complaining about the about the performance today, saying that you know this shows our kind of how light our squad is. I don't disagree with how light our squad is, you know, it, but it is meaning that we're getting to see players like Saar and Hill, Skip, Divine even got some minutes as well. But what I do, I think the, the positive to take from this, I would say, is that, yeah, all right, it wasn't a bombastic performance, but still, they got the job done. It's a kind of makeshift team. A few kind of, you know, Skip is very rusty. Saar is, you know, he's earning some minutes now, but he's barely played for us. Hill the same. We've seen a lot of these... I mean, Spence had a good 15 minutes or so as well, lest we forget. So I think it's good to see that the lads can still just get the job done in a pretty professional fashion. I don't think 
I don't really feel like Portsmouth bothered us too much. We just didn't really have that same kind of, I guess, fluidity in the final third that we would have had, say, maybe somebody like Kulisevsky's there. But again, I think it's unfair to compare Hill to Kulisevsky because Kulisevsky is quite literally one of the best young players in world football. I think we can safely say that. Um, but I think I think everybody did a really good job today. I think it was a, a good performance. No replays. And that shit happens in the FA Cup, you know. It, it doesn't just happen to Tottenham. It happens to all the big teams. The big teams lose or they draw. And we, we've we got to ram another fixture down on the south coast into our already packed schedule. But we haven't had to do that. Lads got the job done. Um, so, yeah, really, uh, really happy about that. I was going to go today and I have been planning on doing so. Um Trains are dodgy coming from my ends. Um, and we were going to drive. And by the time we sort of finished, I'm in mean, an hour in about driving or not, the tickets all went. It seemed like there was a big surge after Palace. So all you fair weathers, you stop this fair weather from going. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. Let's talk about some players. There isn't, do you know what? There's, there's not an awful lot to talk about today. I don't feel right. Good performance, got the job done. I'm not going to kind of overreg it where I don't need to. You're all sick of hearing my voice, and it's a, it's a Saturday daytime. Got things to do, you know. I've started playing The Last of Us too. Here you go. I'll talk. No, I'll talk about that at the end. I'll talk about it at the end. I'll, I'll let everyone who isn't actually interested in video games at all listen to me waffle on about the. Players, let's do that. Tottenham, Portsmouth. Lineups, right? Fraser Forster, um, decent enough performance. Quite funny seeing him get booed by the Portsmouth fans, obviously because of his Southampton affiliation. Um, I think he made that one save. There was that one that lad. Um, he had like a de- he had like a, a good little attempt on goal. He did like a a sort of half bicycle. It wasn't like a full on bicycle kick, but he like he took the ball on his chest and did like a sort of side volley um, that Forster was alert to. He should have dealt with it, and he did. But it was good to just see that he was alert to it after he was kind of a, a bit iffy. I think people, honestly speaking, I think people went a bit OTT in how bad. He apparently was against Brentford. I didn't think I didn't think he was terrible. I just didn't think he was great. I thought he looked like a goalkeeper that hasn't really played much, you know, a bit rusty. But uh, I thought he was all right today, but he, he didn't have an awful lot to do. Um, ben Davies, as I mean, you'd probably say our, <laughs> our best centre-back today um, on paper and in practice. He was, yeah, good game, good solid game. Brought the ball forwards well, as he tends to do. That left centre-back. I know we play this back three and we talk about it being a back three, but I was talking about this before, about them being kind of two different partnerships. And I do feel, whether it's Longley or whether it's Davis, it does seem to be that that left of the centre-back's role tends to be to bring the ball forwards. To be fair, Romero actually, when Romero is playing in that position as well, they tend to do it that, that either one side of the the center like either side the right side or the left side will roam forwards and kind of support the midfield 
in a sort of auxiliary sense. Um, so it is interesting to note, yeah, that Davis did that today um, quite well, I thought. Pretty decent. Um, Dav Sanchez, not much to report. I thought he was he was good. He uh, he took a good yellow card at the end of the game. Stopped them breaking away. It's pretty smart. He just yeah, you know. I think the my the issue is always going to be with Davinson Sanchez is that he's great until he's not, and that's the unfortunate thing because it does seem like there's a there's a really good player there, a really good player who's just prone to always having an error in him. Much like I, I think Eric Dyer, I think they're kind of cut from the same cloth. Really, the pair of them, like they, they should both be way better than they are. And when they're great, they look really good. But they just, I just, I don't ever trust Sanchez. And now I, I just can't really trust Dyer again. But yeah, I don't, I don't need to be negative about it. It's good he stepped up. He's been rusty. He's not played many games, and he looked solid and decent today. His pace is great. It's a great asset. And it's a shame that he just isn't that bit better because a quick centre-back is, you know, it's gold, isn't it? Ask any FIFA ultimate team player. Jaffet Tanganga, all right. Decent performance. Um, Actually, no, I, I do actually think he got done a couple of times. I think he got done quite a few times. I thought he looked a bit shaky. Um... It's a shame for him, man. It's a shame that he's just never managed to get... I feel like his development, you could have really, really benefited from a Premier League loan at some point a couple of years ago, you know? Um, it's just a shame we've never really had. And this this is something, you know, whatever, Enoch out and all this. We talk about kind of the, the lack of squad depth. That's probably... He's probably a victim of that in that not having kind of adequate cover has meant he's had to really hang about to make up numbers. But... I feel like he he would have benefited a lot from a Premier League loan. Um, yeah, it's a shame he's you know he's one of our own through the academy, um, and it, you know I think for as much as people talk about oh, our academy's useless, it's pathetic. I mean, not every single player that comes out of an academy is going to be Harry Kane, right? But Tanganga still, I see people buy into the hyperbole say oh he's a league one player he's not he's he's to my mind he's he's a premier league level player harry winks was a premier league level player oliver skips a premier league level player you know there's still players coming for our academy that are of a premier league standard maybe just not for a team that wants to finish in the top four so you know jaffa tanganga if they stay up or even if they go down you'd see him going to a club like Southampton or something like that I don't know whatever I don't need to plan his future but decent enough performance today it just feels you know it'll be a matter of time before he's probably not playing for Spurs anymore right and you know good luck to that lad Ryan Sessegnon um, I actually thought he was a little disappointing today you know against this sort of level of opposition what are they league one now I think they're a league one team now I would have expected a bit better from him. I would have expected him to kind of show what he's made of a bit. Um, but he didn't really. <clears throat> and again, I think it's kind of what I was touching on with Perisic last week when I was wondering about Perisic's lack of creativity at times. It's tough, I think, when you're playing out 
on the wing like that and the centre of the park is completely packed. You've got f- two, three men at any time on Harry Kane. Usually Son has been doubled up on as well. Often the option for the players on the wing is just to pass it back and bring it inside, isn't it, with the, whoever's overlapping. So regardless of that, though, I you know, I didn't think it was... I don't think Sessegnon did a lot to suggest that he's going to be challenging even Perisic for his place in the team, which is a shame, you know, because I was hoping that Sessegnon would kick on a bit this year, but it feels that like he's just slipping further from it as opposed to getting closer to it. Um, and that is a shame, I think. Emerson... Considering he's been booed constantly for the past few weeks, it's probably been a pretty rough time for him. I actually thought he was all right. You know, I think in the same way that I say Doherty is generally all right, I thought Emerson was okay today. I thought he got up and down the wing quite nicely. I thought he played, I thought he had some really nice sort of interchanges with Brian Hill. Um... He actually pulled off his no-look pass this time. Still, for the life of me, don't know why he's trying it. But, you know, whatever. It's nice to have a bit of... What is it? You know. Variety is the spice of life. There you go. Um, Fine. You know. It would be interesting to see if Pedro Porro is coming in. I would imagine a lot of that depends on whether or not we can get a buyer for Emerson don't really know who buys Emerson maybe someone back in La Liga you just imagine that we'd probably really want to recoup most of what we paid for him what was close to 30 mil I think give or take um I can't can you see his can you see anyone paying that for him um I don't know whatever fair play to him do we learn much from seeing Emerson play there versus if we just started Jed Spence? No, probably not. But we threw to the next round of the FA Cup and I guess that's kind of an important consideration as well. It can't just be about fielding a load of young players um, because the pressure will be on Conte, I think, to win something like the FA Cup. It's not... League Cup, you can kind of take it or leave it, I think. Everybody seemed to be pretty much over that as soon as we were out of it. The club, most of the fans. We know, come on, we know what we know what the League Cup is. Um FA Cup would be it would be a statement though. I think it would be a a, a great thing to win and it would be, you know, just having a photo of Harry Kane lifting a fucking trophy at Tottenham. Please, come on. Oliver Skip. Rusty. Still rusty. Um not fully up to speed, but what can you expect? I don't. There's this sort of desperate need I feel this week a bit to write him off. Oh, that's it. You know he's not good enough, is he? But I think he's fine. I think he's a really good young player, and he was really, really good before his injuries. He's just had a lot of really fucking horrible injuries back to back. I think he was fine. I think he was okay. I love his energy. I love how much he gets stuck in. Probably he needs to temper that a bit, but again, that's part of you know young players kind of generally sort of lose their heads a bit, haven't got the full grip on how to channel that kind of aggression or that enthusiasm that they have. 
but you don't want to completely stamp that out of him. Um, he's yeah, it's he's a, he's a, he's a good young player again. He's a good squad player. I feel. Um, so let's see where he can go. Papa Matasar, man, you just get a feel sometimes, right? Just sometimes. You get a feeling for a player where you just think there's a level of composure to his game and the level of like knowing that they should be there. He carries himself in that fashion. I'm meant to be here. I can play at this level. I mean, this level being against the League One side today, admittedly, but he did well the other night as well. Let's not get too excited, although I am, I'll be honest, I'm completely aboard the Papa Matasar hype train now. But I do think he's a really, really talented, nice wee player. Um, it's really good. I've, he's, he, the way he intercepts the ball, his reading of the game is brilliant. The way he shields the ball, the way he, I think he's, he looks like he's quite difficult to get the ball off of. Um, he's got a nice kind of box-to-box type vibe about him. Several times when he's running back on, on an attacker who thinks he's only facing down on the defender. We saw it with Zaha the other night and he did it again today to a player where he's just comes sprinting back from midfield, just nick the ball off of them and then progresses the ball back up the pitch. It's glorious. It's delicious. It's exactly what you want to see one of your central midfielders do. Um, he's young. He's quick. He traps the ball. And it sounds stupid, but we've had so few players that just seem to be able to do the basics the past few years. He traps the ball really nicely. His passing is pretty crisp, I think. His tackling's clean. I think he reads the game well. It's funny because he's he's quite skinny, but because he's tall, I think, I don't know, it's something to do with his centre of gravity, I guess. He, he doesn't look like he's that easy to knock off the ball either. Um, I really like him. I really, really like him. Um, and I've seen quite a few uh, people on Twitter. I don't know where it comes from, to be fair, but there's some graph that shows like, him, Jude Bellingham, and who's that lad at Real Madrid? I've got Tushimani, is he called? I don't know. That's probably me doing a David Plate. A comparison grid of the three of them. And I think this is from last year, so when he was playing in Ligue 1. And he'd probably say Ligue 1 and the Bundesliga are pretty comparable, right? Um, it's, it's basically, his stats held up alongside those two. Right, he, he he's a good player, so I do wonder if it's always been. I sort of just wonder if, in, if in a way, he's kind of just been a bit forgotten about by Conte and the people at the club, and he's just been forced into playing him. That sounds like I'm not. I'm not trying to have a dig at Conte. I'm just. I'd be saying it of any manager. Um, and I honestly would. I'm not. This is. I'm not using this as a vessel to make a point about him right now. I'm just saying, like, it feels like everybody's almost sort of forgotten about him a bit, and we've had to play him out of necessity. But it does seem that everybody's. So- Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. like oh fuck he's actually he's actually good and I remember when we signed him for like 30 mil loaned him back a lot of people in like France were like Tottenham have made one of the signings of potentially the next decade in getting that done early and bringing him in because he's a star boy he's going to be a wonder kid um, and I'm not you know I'm not I'm trying not to be that effusive in my in my praise right now even though like I say internally I'm like so pumped about him I'm really excited I do understand that like for any young player it's difficult like it's really difficult to establish yourself at the very very top um, of football but he's he's it's a good start to life right it's a good start to life in his Tottenham career and I'd like to see I'd like to see way more of him um, Hummin Son I thought he was okay today do you know <laughs> the one thing I was thinking about with Son today you know the sort of like the dad who always played Sunday league and he takes his boy down to the park or his girl takes his child down to the park to play footy with him and sort of plays with him nicely it's not the competitive dad vibe thing but will still when he just fancies it will just wind his kid up by like dribbling the ball around them knowing that they're never going to be able to tackle him and then there's just that one day, I guess, when maybe they turn 10 or turn 11. And if they've got a bit about them, that first day when they just suddenly tackle dad and probably in his own head, there's a there's a conflicted feeling of like pride and also a sense of like his own, his own demise, his own kind of slip towards further obscurity. And I kind of feel like, you know, seeing Son today run at League One players, doing stepovers, trying to take him on, and them just sort of tackling him fairly comfortably. It just felt a little uncomfortable. It's not nice to see. He's trying, like, he's really trying hard, and I think he had an all right game today. He had that one shot as well that we've seen him score so many times that it was kind of looping bending you thought is it going to get in the other side of the post and then actually it looked like it went quite far wide it just felt a bit like it's not going to happen for him today um he was definitely more positive it looked like the ball wasn't you know he wasn't tripping over the ball it wasn't getting stuck in his feet as much maybe it's just an adjustment period for him now there's an adjustment period on our expectations of him 
and an adjustment period of how the club continue to utilise him, how they continue to use him. Should he be starting every single game? And it's, it feels horrible to be talking about Son in this way because for years now it's been Son and Kane. First names on the team sheet. Bang. And we'll be okay because we've got those two. Even if one of them's missing, if we're just relying on the other one, we're generally going to be okay. Um, and with both of them, it doesn't feel fully the case, but especially with Sonny now, it just it feels ever increasingly that he's just maybe not quite the player that he was. But that's fine. Like I say, with all of these things, what the, the main thing with Son, right, and I think this is the important thing, it is to remember, in my opinion anyway, it's important to remember that Son is a top top quality player he's a world-class footballer with a world-class mentality he didn't you know he hasn't managed to flourish in the way that he has score the amount of goals that he has and just look as generally exceptional as he does without being a brilliant a fantastic footballer if he is in some sort of physical physical decline I do think it's important to just keep clinging on to that idea of an adjustment period, as I was just talking about there, that there may be this uncomfortable truth right now that he isn't the player that he once was. But I fully back him to reinvent himself as a player that can utilise his talents and his physical capabilities in a way that best serves the team and serves himself serves his quality he'll be back basically is my point because um, he's our he's, he's our boy he's one of our boys you know it's Sonny at the end of the day we don't need to sell Son for 20 million pounds we don't just he's shown faith in us he signed a new contract the same summer that Harry wanted to leave Sonny had faith in the club he loves the club Let's let's show him a bit back, you know. And, you know, not everything needs to be this nasty losers mentality. That's why we win nothing. What's the point, man? We don't just support something that wins stuff, you know. Well, no, <laughs> we're Tottenham fans, so we definitely don't do that. But you know what I mean? Like the whole point of football, like we 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 want to have all these kind of intros, these we're this, we're that. You know, that's my impression of Roger Lloyd Pack's rousing intro. We're this, we're that. We are the chip, we are the volley. We are the kick, we are Bill Nick, you know. We talk about what the club is, what it means, the spirit of it, what it is that makes us different to other teams. So don't just sacrifice anything that's good and decent about football about the stories within it, just to say, well, we have to just win, so everything else is po- pointless and secondary to that. They can go alongside one another, man. Like, it, it, you know, it, it just not everything just needs to be so fucking angry and nasty all the time, right? Sonny's our boy. He'll reinvent himself. He just looks a bit horrible at the moment. But I don't think he was even that horrible. To, I'm just saying in the context of, it's Sonny's... One of the best players in world football over the past few years, and he kind of looked all right against the League One side. You know, Brian Hill, 
again, a very, very Marmite player. A very, very Marmite player. I my my thing about Brian Hill is personally speaking, like personally speaking, me, I really like him. I I really like players like him. I like players like him that have got a bit of pace. They've got that kind of low centre of gravity. They like to take a man on. They kind of got quick feet. He's always kind of running into space, trying to exploit kind of avenues. And yeah, he does get knocked off the ball a bit. But I can be forgiving of that. I like him. Like I like him. I like watching players like him. I find it exciting. You know, it's it's. I like it. It's interesting to me. That doesn't mean I think he's without flaws, and nor does it mean that I'm overly convinced that he's going to have a long and successful Tottenham career. Um, especially not one under Antonio Conte. Again, not a dig at Antonio Conte. We all know Antonio Conte, the type of players that he likes. This is not any comment on my feelings towards that. It's an objective comment. I feel like, and this is you know, this is quite a rank thing to say, I feel like Hill would be having the time of his life playing for Arsenal right now, playing with some of the, sort of the players they have and the sort of style of football they play, and the type of players around him. Um, so you know, uh, you know whether it whether it works out or not. I think he was good today. I think he I think he was good. I think he was one of our our better players today. I think he was busy. He was always a handful for the opposition. He was trying to make things happen. I think this is a perfect type of game for him. And I'm glad to see him getting those minutes, even if they are as a consequence of Kulisevsky being injured, which, let's be honest, is why he's playing. But yeah, like I say to you, I like him. I'm happy to see him playing more for Tottenham, but I concede that he maybe won't. Maybe he isn't built for the Premier League. I do think there's a bit of confirmation bias about that. I do think there's a bit of a I'll say it gammony kind of toxic rhetoric about like is he hard enough for the Premier League but I do appreciate it is a very quick very physical league I do I do get that but also Manchester City regularly piss the Premier League and they're not I mean, they're a bad example because they do have a lot of very big physical players, to be fair. Um, but still, you know, they've had players like, well, look at the moment, they've got Bernardo Silva, had David Silva previously. Pretty slight players. I've seen people compare Hill to Modric. Nah, I mean, I know Modric is short. Modric is a fucking tank, man. Modric isn't a small guy. Like, I remember when people, I can't remember who it was that said it, it might have been Wenger or somebody, was like one of the first people to sort of actually talk about like, you know, how Modric isn't small in the conventional sense. Like, he's just, he isn't. Like, it's, it's. I think it's just, it's a it's a dud comparison because Modric is short, but Modric is a fucking shithouse. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a rock. You see the size of his legs, like... 
it's not the same at all. But I think, you know, you look at Bernardo Silva, you look at David Silva, like I say, and I'm sure there's been plenty of other sort of smallish, wayfish players that have done well in the Premier League. So, again, with Hill, as I was saying with Sonny, it's different, but maybe he just needs to learn to adapt. Maybe he needs to not overplay it. I think one of his things that notes is that he overplays it sometimes. He holds onto the ball for longer than he should because I think he's desperate to make a good impression. And the way he probably knows how to make a good impression is to show off his dribbling and stuff. We saw him doing, when we saw some of the clips come back when he was on loan in La Liga last year and the clips we saw before we signed him. He was one of those kind of like mazy dribbling sort of La Liga players that we all got a bit excited about. Um, and I think he maybe just needs to realise that sort of the, the game, the game, it's a bit different over here. And learn to adapt. But his passing, his vision are both very good. And like I say, he's always busy. His heart, his desire are there. So let's not like stamp on a player who has that. Because I've, that's one of the things I felt every time he's come on in the Europa League or Champions League, when he's had those opportunities, it was Europa Conference even, not even Europa League previously. When he's had the opportunities, he's always come on and tried to seize them. He puts in a lot of effort. And that's that's what we always want, right? We always want, obviously we want players that are amazing and put in effort. But you want to see a player that wants to be given it his all. And I feel like we get that from Hill. So I think just give him a bit more time and let's see if he can adapt and start to flourish because I think he I, I like him I think he's a good player Harry Kane one closer to Jimmy Hughes is Reeves Jimmy Reeves too much of me talking about La Liga in it lads hey hey Himmy Himmy Reeves I'm allowed to make those sort of jokes I'm you know I'm a bit argy so half argy mate you know I'm allowed to uh, I'm allowed to do all that um one goal closer to Jimmy Greaves. A nice brace against Arsenal next weekend, please, Harry. And how poetic would that be? I, I was. It's probably a bit. I was. It's a bit cringy the other night in my sort of praise of Harry Kane, but he's just you know he's the absolute boy, isn't he? You know he stepped up and made the difference again today. Oh, right, I guess I'll have to do it then. Just twatting a curling effort from outside the box. Why not? And that's the difference. That's what he does. That's what he brings to the team. And I can, I'm going to make this point probably constantly, forever. I just simply cannot believe we're on the verge of seeing Jimmy Greaves' record be broken. I, I really can't. I, it's astonishing. It's absolutely unbelievable in the modern era that that's happening, in my opinion. Um, but here we are. He's on the he's on the very verge of doing it, and he will rightfully go down in in history. It would just be nice, like I say, to see him just get his hands on something in a Tottenham shirt before he goes off and lifts all those hollow Premier League trophies at City or wherever else he goes. Just to get, even if it is an FA Cup. But please, the Champions League this year. If Arsenal are going to win the Premier League, how nice would it be to spoil their party a week week or so later and win the Champions League? Beautiful. Come on, lads. Um, Jed Spence, I thought, was okay when he came on. Alfie Devine, lovely to see him get some minutes, although not very much at all. 
I haven't really got much else to say about anything else. Other than, oh yeah, so right at the end now, I started playing The Last of Us 2. I loved the first one. And obviously the TV series is coming out. So I thought, oh, you know what? I might I might actually play the second one now. Because I didn't get it because of lockdown. I just remember my head. I was like, you know what? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really here for playing a kind of post-apocalyptic, dystopian, pandemic-themed thing whilst we're trying to get through this. And luckily for you, that gave me the capacity to make Spurs wipes. So, uh, you know, but yeah, I... Um, I just I I got it because it's on the PlayStation sale. It's like eight quid at the moment, seventy five percent off. Man, it's I can't remember why I brought this up in the first place, but oh, because I think I said what I was going to be doing with my Saturdays playing that. It's astonishing. It's absolutely unbelievable. I played it for about four hours yesterday, um, and it looks amazing. It's fucking terrifying. It's so well written. The voice acting, all of it is brilliant. It's more like, I would say, I've got like, I'm because the thing is, I'm talking about this, I'm not really a gamer gamer per se. I don't really do any of the Call of Duties or any of that. I like, I always like playing FIFAs when they come out. I'll just have a go on that every now and again. The Grand Theft Autos. I'm I'm basically I'm a basic I'm a basic lad when it comes to gaming nowadays. I don't like any yeah, I don't like any of the first person shooting stuff, any of that or nah, you know, I just can't be asked for it. But I like yeah, I like playing a bit of Grand Theft Auto, playing Red Dead Redemption and yeah, things like this, The Last of Us. These kind of big story, almost like interactive movies. And that's what this is like. It's uh there's some action, there's some kind of element of control to what you're doing, but like I say, it, it, it to me it does feel more like an interactive story as opposed to an out-and-out kind of game. And I have mates who are bigger gamers who complain about that type of thing. One of like my good mates, he hates like Red Dead Redemption 2 because he said it's, oh, I don't play games to watch films, which, you know, whatever. I don't really know why I'm going on about this, to be honest. I just want to tell people. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to share in the fact two years after the fact I'm now starting well almost three years after the fact now I'm starting to play The Last of Us 2 but it, it the first one was brilliant this one seems like it's very very good um, and I'm very excited about the series starting in a week or so's time I love Pedro Pascal I think he's I think he's brilliant brilliant actor Narcos Mexico is some of the best and most underrated television I think I've ever seen honestly it's like I loved I loved the old um the old narcos the Colombian one um it was great but narcos Mexico takes it up a level it really really does the third series actually of narcos Colombia it's um it's really really good uh, to be honest it's actually better after Escobar dies but the third series, what the fuck am I going on about this? You don't need to listen to this. I'm going to get on with my Saturday. Thank you very much, everybody who's supporting the show from the Buy Me A Coffee website. You can find the link on the Twitter bio. Please, like I say, um, now it's back after the World Cup, all that type of thing. Please share the podcast, leave reviews, leave ratings, all that type of thing. 
it helps to get the momentum going again after the break for the World Cup. Please say to your friends, hello Spurs fan friend. There's this melt that does these podcasts after every game where he's seemingly getting closer to a breakdown as the months go on. But we're all here for it. We're all part of this journey. Is this some big weird kind of art project that he's doing? Or is he just a weirdo? Who knows? But share it. Tell him to listen. And carry on listening. Thank you. Much love. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.